Well, here we are again and again and again and again and again and again and again. It's almost like a gallop. Is is dear Asha here as well? A very loving welcome to everybody. <laughs> Beautiful day to you. I have a feeling I have this feeling we're gonna be talking about again and again, aren't we? Yes, again and again <laughs> that relates to now. <laughs> Lucky guess. Um, so much fun. Maybe I'll start with a couple items um, on my uh, my uh, perception. Let's see. People might want to chat with us. Let's say uh, the third hour. Audrey VQ will be taking calls. So if you are listening to this live today. And we'll be discussing um, the advances, the projects are going, how, uh, how the groups are going and so forth at the beginning. Otherwise, we'll just take calls all day. And then uh, today on Inspired with Q, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. So, Asha, maybe you can help me with that. <laughs> okay. There were a few people that had questions. Would you like to answer some of those now? Or do you want to Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I feel we'll just knock this out real quick if it complements the show. Is that okay, or do you want to do it at the end? Um, one of them actually does complement the show very much. Yeah, so I, so I cut that one. I, I'm real careful not to send you a bunch of garbage there. So why don't we start with that question, and I feel uh, I know what that question is. Uh, go ahead. That'd be great. I don't. I think we should take care that we don't want to announce the person's name, name on the radio. This is probably my only suggestion. Yes, and both questions are very important, so uh, we'll probably touch on both of them. And thank you to these people for writing in. One person uh, who represents quite a few, because I've had many messages from people who are on Maui and who have been in the devastation. So this person is asking, is there a good chance that Maui can be healed and given back to the people? Or is this a power grab and we should wait out this period somewhere else? Yeah, so um, the the region of the Zion, thank you for the question. Um, so uh, as you can see, um, I don't look at media. Uh, I'm, I can do the the work I do instantly when you, you ask that question. So uh, know that just great care is taken when I ask answer a question like this. Um, there's there's several um, there's several opportunities um, for um, us to observe when things like this happen because the 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 complement the complements of misdirection and for for both the positive and the negative are are instant so uh, you you can get so much mileage out of both sides regardless when you publish information so start always always start looking at why would we embellish a story why would we continuously play a story and or why would we have any story on the news whatsoever doesn't it doesn't it doesn't necessarily serve anything other than selling more uh, uh, laundry soap so again great care is taken when i when i talk about subjects like this because you're someone wants to promote either positive or negative you know that and two uh somebody wants to really uh uh, hurt some people and or make a statement so uh 
first of all, we are so powerful, of course, of course, we can sustain life anywhere we want after any travesty. Please do not live a life of fear would be my first suggestion. Live a life of, of absolute uh, redundant solitude, peace, and happiness. Uh, that's, that's what takes out the dark every time. Your heart will, will win everything, guaranteed. Now, the, the geography of Hawaii is, is quite interesting because um, most, uh, most uh, let's say, uh, uh, legacy understandings of this planet would be that Hawaii should be underwater already uh, because of the way the, those mountains work and so forth. So it, it is quite, it's quite interesting that they've sustained they're they're above sea level because uh, most cases that, that type of mountain range should, should be already underwater uh, and it's not. And so it's proof that the energetics of the people and the land are sustaining it and keeping it above water. And so that is a hint to why somebody might want to keep battering it, uh, abusing it, uh, put another refinery out there, et cetera, et cetera. It's a really energetic place, as the people who live there know that. And so I won't go too much farther than that, but just, just start looking at why would we target, look at the, look at the geography it was targeted, and go get, a, get a, maybe a bigger uh, view of that geography from satellite. Uh, look at the vortices that, that work there. And then the, under, the underwater um, technologies that are there are, are quite interesting. And so there is there's some competition there, as you can see. But again, why do we play news stories? We want to get drama out of you, the creators. We want to keep getting you sidestepping and or reacting to the past, not proactively sustaining your creativity. And so that's where I'll leave that, if you don't mind. Thank you for that answer. So for the people in Maui that are listening and, and hurting, please listen back to this, because what Q has just shared is there's so much in what he just said. All the answers are there, and all the answers are in your heart. And uh, his main message that I just received is that your spirit can conquer all. It's invincible. Wherever you're guided to go, whatever you're guided to do. So thank you so much, Q. Now there's another question from another lovely person who used to listen to Ron Amatron, and they heard him say that they were... 12 different lifetimes of Jesus at once. And they're asking, would you please be able to put some clarity on who those 12 lifetimes were? And they say, for example, was one the Mongolian ruler, Yazuge, Jesus Khan, Genghis Khan's father? Uh, That is correct. Um, Okay, so I just want to remind everybody that... um, the the in the past our bodies were lighter and or we could transient quicker from lifetime to lifetime and or be aware of it you're doing the same thing now but because we're denser you're not aware that you're doing it so i would prefer that we remove the term reincarnation 
and change it with inspiration. So I'm inspired to be, and then you are. You're doing that now over and over and over again. Remember, there's no such thing as time. And so just because we have identity here, don't get too caught up on that. There's been a great propaganda war about this very topic, and that's why um, you pray to a candle with a guy in a beard and a robe. And and so that propaganda is what is um, protecting the dark from uh, the knowledge you do, you do, they don't want you to have. And so it's, it's just take great care of the subject in the context of identity, at least. So uh, that person is correct. Great study to catch that because Ron uh, didn't talk a whole lot about that for this very reason, uh, propaganda around identity. So right now I can take, let's say if I wanted to manipulate a spirit in this type of body, I could cut and paste you and you jump into your same body and same blueprint, so to speak, over and over and over again. And you'd never know it if you didn't have uh, your collective conscious back in your body is what's being said there in that question. Except uh, back then, so to speak, we knew we were doing it. Does that make sense? That is so perfect. And of course, it ties into everything we're going to cover today in detail to help make some sense of this because it's a pretty big topic. Of course, we are. Of course, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, so I love the, I do love the question. So um, the reason the question is so fun for me is it proves that we are continuously inspired to, to sustain life here more and more and or differently and differently. And that's why I kind of make fun of the people calling in. I can't wait to get med beds. I go, well, you could just regenerate another body by yourself. I mean, there's so many different ways you can heal and, and play and have fun. And, and by the way, you know, I want to be, you know, a Chinese professional Chinese ping pong player next time. So on and on, we can go here on this subject. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So the topic of everything you have just spoken about is the topic of today. And let's begin with a lot of the information that I've been looking at recently has come from one of the beings that crashed in Roswell. It was a being called Errol in 1947, one of those spaceships crash and it sounds like this being had a different type of body than the one that you had back then and this is very very important that people start to understand the different types of bodies so do you recall errol yes go ahead were you on the same craft because there were many that crashed back then yeah i had been on the craft not at the time of the crash and Errol was someone who was not able to verbally speak, yet you were able to verbally speak. Was there a difference between your bodies? Um, the, the frequency that uh, those individuals came from, those being the key word, uh, chose to use their authentic communications and always felt that communic verbal communication uh, 
was a potential hindrance to communication. So that's why that is. Uh, I.e. telepathy and your conscious transmissions would be more authentic. They're the most noble individuals in the universe, possibly. And uh, they only communicate with their heart, much like animals and so forth. So um, what, was there a subpart to that question? Forgive me. No, that was perfect. So the arrow, let's call it. And of course, this is not a male or female being just like you weren't back then because Mm -hmm. spirit Mm -hmm. is not male or female. It's very important. We are spirit. We are source. And the main message that Errol had, who she communicated this to another being that was in a human body down here who was a nurse and she worked for the army. And she was the only one that could understand or interpret Errol. And we find out it's because she was from that same group and she was left here 3,000 or 8,000 years before. So she could understand that language from the heart. They even brought in, you know, psychiatrists and psychics, and even they brought in Krishnamurti from India, and none of them could communicate with Errol. So her body, I'll call her her, because when the interpreter felt her, she said she had a very feminine presence. And so Errol said, I am mother, I am source. So just for ease, I will refer to that being as her every once in a while. So would you like to say anything before I continue? Yes. And so um, very moving for me to talk about this, because as you've already uh, pointed out, that that individual is a subset of all of us and a subset of me. But it's not to be disingenuous to the first part of the question is we have the ability to take a percentage of us and go into another body and we can use we can use a body in this case to get us into a lower frequency lower dimension if you like and what was uh, very advantageous then was understanding um the the traumas that were happening on the planet and the soul traps if you will that are here you have to get into the reality somehow to get in the mix and so it is absolutely uh, a desire to to perish here so that you can go th- understand the reincarnation trap here uh, again i don't like the word but that's what we're we understand so if i can get in your your dimension on your planet, I've come, I've, I've snuck in basically the back gates so that I can, when I do perish, leave the body, I can reincarnate. Now you can't get me out of here. That, that's one way of looking at it. It's far more, uh, uh, far, far, very large story, but for the short version. So that's one of the reasons that this occurred. Uh, it's very difficult. I don't know of any craft like that that you could crash. So the, the, it was intentionally grounded so that we'd have to stay here, so to speak. Okay, so uh, simultaneously, we can take a, a, a portion of our consciousness and get in another body too. So if one of us got captured in this case, we'd already have an anchoring point, holding point for an, another body that's already here. Does that make sense? Thank you. And for you, it was JFK and RFK and Osho, that type of thing. 
Right. So we can, even today, there's, we're all, all we're talking about is a volume of light that's coming into physicality. So that is an example of beings that had a large volume of light and then could take a subset and a blueprint match to, uh, so your, your Merkaba has uh, the, 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 the ability to anneal to the, its inspired uh, uh, attraction point of another body. And so it's, it's much like a coding in a, in a natural organic mapping system for your inspiration. And that, that's the best I can do in just a few words, if you don't mind. That was wonderful. Thank you. Now, she described, or the interpreter gleaned the word she used to describe her group as the domain. Would you interpret that differently? No. I think that's perfect. Those, and, uh, those are, I would favor those words, and they are the word I use. And how does the domain differ from the creation lightship? Uh, in your inspirational creative capability, I want to, I'm going to, is the domain. Your natural inspiration, that's it. It's, it's, it has no doubt, it has no... Fear has no emotion. It has just creation. It is creativity as well, that is. So if there was a difference between the creation light ship and what she's calling the domain, would there be any? There would not. Okay. Thank you. Now she referred to spirits as is-bees. I-S-B-E, all that is and always will be, all that always has been, which is the most important aspect of existence, which is simply source, creativity, far more important than what we create is the creator, which we all are. And her message revolved around sharing information that would help earth beings comprehend how they forgot that how much went into play to make sure we forgot that and why? Would you like to share anything before I move further? Thank you very much. This is, um, this is the, really the crux of everything, isn't it? That very question, isn't it? Everything. Yeah. And so this will be our last show, of course. Because we'll have it figured out. Uh, this is this is my great goal to get this in a can and get everyone to drink it. Uh, yeah, the uh, the incredible incredibleness of this universe is that it doesn't have any boundaries. There are no limitations, uh, as I've said many times, and others. Uh, humans are the masters of limitations. At least this version is. And it's to be a little flip and keep some, keep uh, a positive here. But uh, the hoodwinking that's occurred here is that you're not uh, living in time if you choose to. You, know, you don't have to be on timelines. Your perception of time has been um, constructed, manufactured uh, epigenetically and with propaganda, great propaganda and, and so forth. There's no such thing as time 
um, is is the best I can do. And uh, your creative force doesn't have any boundaries. It has it has absolutely no boundaries, and your universe has no boundaries whatsoever. All happening at the same time. It's all occurring at the same time. You're just having another experience in or out of time. Now, until you actually live it, I'm not convinced you can explain it. But we'll keep doing our best, won't we? You're doing a great job. And the way you explain things will be very, very different than how Errol explains them, which will probably help people grasp more of the information. So thank you for that. Now, what she basically describes is Star Wars. She talks about the old empire, which we could say is the Darth Vader group, and about the domain, which we could say is source, and how that began, how the battles went through what the old empire put into place and how difficult it has been to work around that and move beyond that and how far we're, we are now and what we need to do. The greatest thing is that she really gives really, really epic information of what needs to happen for us to be free of it. So would you like to share anything? There is, there is uh, only one solution. And that is um, to live your highest, highest expression of what you want to see as you. There is no other choice but to live in, in perfect harmony with your heart and inspiration. Everything else is in the past. Everything is in the past is all I have for you. Wonderful. Excellent. So that's extremely helpful, and the more we receive that and digest that, the more helpful it becomes. Errol wanted to convey information that would wake us up from our amnesia. And to do that, she offered truth, truth that was very epic, and some of it's very disturbing. And in the next two years, many people are going to be receiving a lot of very disturbing information, shattering the illusion but that's also how we wake up. That's also how we realize we're not really a physical body. We are source. And that's, that's difficult for the mental realm to really comprehend deeply. Yes. Um, so with great respect and appreciation for the model that you uh, presented, uh, it is accurate. Um, uh, Star Wars is a, is a good backbone for uh, many, many issues in a dualistic universe. And, and this could be viewed uh, now in this version of humans as uh, one of the greatest um, manipulation games, genetic manipulation games in the universe. It may be the, one of the best. Um, I've seen a lot of them. Uh, the reason this one is so good is there's... Uh, uh, almost exclusively done genetically instead of where you see in Star Wars, there's part man, part robot. That 
that's been very common throughout uh, the universe is to manipulate genetics into a mechanical device. And you're, you have, you have taste of it here now with artificial body parts and, and your cell phone attached to your head. But uh, this one is unique in uh, what we'll call the darks um, engineering because this, they've gotten way down the road here. They've gotten a body that can be uh, manipulated and cloned to the point in which they can put a type of type of and or a percentage of of dark spirit into physicality so with this version of of genetics they've managed to get to the higher dimensions by this avenue and still working very hard to make sure you don't get out of here or they can't they don't there's many agendas but for the most part uh, they don't want you to evolve so as long as you don't know you're a spirit is the crux of the story for me and or the model you've pre- presented is if I can just keep you suppressed so you don't know what you are, where you are, how you are, uh, everything's going just fine and give them another toy to play with. Thank you. Big, big, big topic, the genetics and DNA and how we came to be in specific bodies and many different kinds of bodies. And most people listening to the shows may have an idea that as a spirit, we have a blueprint with which we animate. And then if we're in a universe of light, we will deanimate it and move into a different form that we animate. And the way Errol describes it is a little different. <laughs> so uh, we might as well get right into it. So you can say, yes, this is true, or maybe the interpretation was not correct. Yes. So, yes, I want to remind you that I'll always defer to um, making it super simple, and and so that's my only suggestion for everybody else is to make it their own truth, their own their own words. I just want to give you the lighter, and then you light the fuse, and that's why I err on the side of too little information because I know how powerful we are as creators. Um, And I will be the eternal optimist on that subject. Yes, please. I can't wait to hear the dialogue. Thank you. And we could call this show, believe it or not, (laughs) from this point forward. So Errol speaks about a company she worked for trillions of years ago called Arcadia Regeneration Company. Are you familiar with that company? I sure am. Would you like to share anything about it? Why do you think there why do you think there's an Arcadia, California? So uh, the math is probably even incomplete, um, very old. Um, we can't really measure time, so be careful with time, but that it was very accurate. When uh, we would start making genetics, per se, in the universe, we might have subsets of 
processes and methods that one group might prefer so that you could get evolution the way you wanted it. Uh, planets are widely coveted for creation. What if you wanted your own planet with your own type of body, your own type of being, your own type of animals? What if you wanted your own living library? What if you wanted control, not necessarily negative? What if you just wanted your, your, your sandbox to be your sandbox? That would be the original starting of Arcadia. Thank you. So Errol explains that the majority of basic genetic material is common to all species. And there were many companies like the Arcadia Regeneration Company that would create different life forms. And then a spirit would be, let's say, invited into those life forms and into the planet they were created for. And then they would play with that and see how that went. And if some of those species did not work well together, then maybe they'd be taken off. So it was it was a creation within creation. Did you want to say anything about that? Absolutely. I'll remind the audience that we haven't talked about the subject, Asha and I. So um, Asha is a great example of when you're able to use more and more of your consciousness, you get more information, you can qualify, discern, whatever words you like. Uh, the information just like I am. So the more you use your heart, you're going to get your knowledge back. So uh, again, <clears throat> what would be a, a standard model would be to have a group of beings <clears throat> that shared genetics and created life in the universe the way they wanted to, as you mentioned, uh, play with creativity and knowing full well that uh, spirit is is going to anneal to physicality in many different dimensions, many different frequencies, many different types, all for the purpose of uniqueness, uh, newness, uh, whatever. Uh, let's try this. I can't wait to see if we can make this. I, I can't wait to be in that, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, again, I like the model for living libraries. There is a tremendous amount of living libraries in your universe and, and not, and, and that's the luxury of this universe because you do have, uh, life. You do have genetics here. It's, it's fabulous. It's unbelievably fabulous. And then over the course of time, you're now seeing, uh, what I assume you're going to allude to soon, the misdirection and how the dark uh, got a little more hold of, of that creativity. Yes, this might be quite shocking. Thank you for everything you shared. So the these regeneration companies or these companies that created life forms, they had marketing staff and beings that negotiated contracts and they would work with planetary governments and independent buyers. So it was quite a vast system of these beings creating life forms. And at some point, you know, there was there was still dark groups at that time, apparently. And they de someone decided that they wanted to create life forms that fed on each other. So the lion eats the lamb, the lamb eats the insect, whatever it is. That that never existed before. So did you I'll stop there if you wanted to comment. 
Yes. So um, that creative force that we have is is unmeasurable. And so as the duality grows, um, the diversity of duality grows as well. Um, I, I obviously don't see a problem with eating your young. They bother me sometimes. <laughs> no, uh, the... Uh, <laughs> He's kidding, uh, everyone. He's kidding. It's a look. It's it's the location joke, but uh, the uh, the uh, it's it is exactly as you say. For me, um, the end result is, of course, uh, way down the road is the great cloning wars. You're in the cloning war right now. Uh, there is a great attempt to manipulate us so that we have uh, faculties uh, that are constructed. So. Uh, you can see all the races of your planet um, are very diverse. Um, you've got giant people. You've got little people. You've got dark people. You've got white people. Uh, the, you could say that we're, we're all from a different factory. Is I'd be very comfortable with that statement. All from a different factory, yet creation created our spirit, or our spirit is creation, so that is all from source and the bodies are all created by spirits. Is that correct? That, that is correct. And it's, so it's, it's a loaded, it's a loaded uh, uh, question in that regard, because we create, there's no, we're, we look at this version of humans. We're all roughly 75 to 80% water uh, because you're residing on a water planet. So your constitution has to be very similar to the planet you're on, uh, et cetera, et cetera. In order to do that, you have to have a lot of a lot of light in you to be on a water planet. It's a very powerful uh, type of being here, and if it is, uh, if its constitution is primarily water, uh, so that's that's exactly your proof is is how we are, are the creators of the destruction as well. I assume we're going to touch on that. Yes, we are. So. Once all of these life forms began to eat one another, the governments who were purchasing the bodies didn't want to invest. So they asked the regeneration companies to come up with or invent something that was self-regenerational. So they created male, female, and laying eggs and reproduction. Would you like to speak about that? Right. So there was a great decision. Uh, it was assumed it was universal. It was not. It was a great decision to standardize uh, organic, um, an organic methodology for evolution. So every uh, genetics would have a fighting chance to evolve the way it wants to. So as an example, a perfect egg would then make a perfect being and or the being would evolve from the next generation, next generation, next generation uh, in, in a perfect manner in which uh, spirit would control primarily, not the person making the genetics. Does that make sense? Yes. Thank you. So Errol speaks about a council called Yumi Krum. And they were the ones. Go ahead. Unicrum would be the uh, the enunciation. 
Thank you, Uni Krum. Would you like to elaborate? No, go ahead, please. I'm sorry to interrupt. Please always do. It's always helpful. Thank you. So when they wanted to create the food chain, that expanded into many different kinds of consuming creatures, such as parasites and bacteria, which there was a big fight over that, apparently, with the public relations and... Notice the name I gave you. Makes sense now, yes. Exactly. You might want to expand on that for the audience. Uh, Please keep going. I, I like where you're going. Please. Okay. So... Apparently, the main company that was doing the food chain and the parasites and bacteria was was called Bugs and Blossoms. <laughs> and uh, they were very, very political. And when they wanted to make something happen, I guess certain groups would sort of disappear or die suddenly, and then things would get passed, much like politics today. So... What happened is the, let's say, the darker groups pushed their way forward to get what they wanted to where there was just a lot of beings that were reproducing. And eventually, the technology or ability to know how to create beings as the original forms was lost. So one of the reasons, perhaps, that the human body is so important is because we actually procreate, and therefore we can keep a species going where these companies that used to create forms, they're very few and far between. Would you like to share anything about that? Uh, Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, what 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 subset is far and few between? Please re- refresh that if you don't mind. Well, Errol was saying that the technology to create a form, you know, mass produce a form for another planet has been lost. Where it's all they apparent, and I could have misunderstood this. What they rely on now is the forms that have been created to reproduce. And the the offsprings are what they use to maybe they clone them, you know, hybridize them to seed other planets. So if I comprehended what was said, the technology to have these like Arcadia Regeneration Company where they could just pop out a whole bunch of different kinds of beings easily is is very 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 few planets remote planets still have that technology would you agree with that uh very good thank you for uh, steering me the uh the the model you've given is fairly close for me in that uh we still rely on procreation to organically grow a species uh, you'll notice that the video of me um, as what's perceived as a gray alien, and the date on it is 1964. It's inaccurate, but 
Um, you'll notice that I mentioned that we don't procreate anymore with your species was one of my statements. And so when you look at the researchers who have found cows mutilated in fields, uh, children missing, et cetera, et cetera, uh, many of the genetic engineers would assume that that's, that's their, their right to do that all for the greater purpose of sustaining a self, um, self-developing uh, genetics. Uh, so that is your example that the reason your, your species is being harvested at times um, and in mass and or very, very minutely and or uh, manipulated underground here in many cases is for that exact purpose, is to get the genetics uh, that are so coveted of recreation, redevelopment uh, organically. So the fact that you can procreate um, is uh, the the holy grail, so to speak. Um, could come up with a better name, though, huh? Of course, that's the perfect name. Yeah, so, and so it should make a little more sense that... Um, uh, you're on the farm and you can't see the farm handler. Okay. So that's, that's the short version. Thank you. So I wanted to point out that food and sex, the creation of those implementations into the creation of life forms, according to Errol, led to the downfall of that industry. And if we look at what pushed for that, and what overrode the beings that didn't see that as a very wise move, those beings that push for that are now realizing when you force something, perhaps that's not the best way to go. And that brings me to what's happening in the world today, because the white hats know that. And we cannot really intervene as much as the human public might want, because we cannot use force we cannot manipulate, we cannot push, because it always results in more problems. So we don't want anyone to be hurt, but we're going with what is called, let's say, Nash equilibrium, game theory. We have to allow the dark to do what they're doing so we can come in and fix it. Thank you for commenting on that. Yes, and you have it 100% correct. There is no shortcuts to evolution and or uh, growing out of our our governor um, there who is going to play God is a common statement from me is what you just said um, I'm going we made this we're going to do whatever we want with it is over with uh, and we we have the say in it and so regardless of how many times you hear people say uh, 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 blue blood true blood uh, all spirit can genetic can change genetics to its state of being it prefers. So the water is going to run off the side of the plate, however it wants. Would be one way to look at it. You're going to you're going to grow out of any and all hindrances that these ge- assumed geneticists master genesis have created for you it's it's quite simple and if you don't you could consider it manipulation i'm going to have a shortcut because i can regenerate my body in in a scanner is a shortcut 
where do you draw the line if you already have these abilities yet you have to evolve and you experience that 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 expression of yourself does that help a little bit thank you excellent points and this brings up a lot of what errol said about evolution which I'm sure you would agree with, but it's a little different than what you just said. So she says, there's absolutely no way that humans evolved from apes. And the only way to change a physical form is through genetic manipulation. So she said, we don't actually evolve. The only way to move out of what she calls the prison of a biological body is to remember your spirit, to use your spirit. So that is what you're saying, growing your light, remembering your spirit is what is really what you're talking about. Is that true? Right. So she's absolutely correct in that context. Everything is outside of spirit is what she said. Everything is outside of spirit and or the domain. So your body, even if it's 100% perfect in 100% genetic um, uh, mapping system with spirit is still a, outside of spirit, is what she's saying. That was her main point throughout. Thank you for emphasizing that. I will be emphasizing that a lot with everything she said. So she also mentioned that one of the main things she wanted to get across was that the domain had insight that was impossible to have on earth. So a lot of very, very brilliant people have looked into the history of earth and from her perspective, because she read about it with documentation that was given to her. And she said, it's all incorrect. So she was in communication with someone, I guess you would call it a substation that they were on. Um, She was asking them to get the original information about earth from the domain and then pass it on to her, and then she was giving it to the interpreter. And so it's very, very different than what we've been told. Would you like to say anything before I begin? That's fine, please. Okay. So in general, this universe was a universe of 100% light, and there were groups of spirits that formed what is called the old empire, according to what she calls it. And the old empire wanted to dominate and control a section of this universe. And they used atomic bombs, we could call it. And when they were blowing up planets, it was disturbing so much that many beings of light, the trauma and the change, turned those beings into dark. So there were there were a lot of things that were turning light beings into, not turning them into dark, but creating an experience where they were very disoriented, more easily manipulated. So I'll stop there for now. You go ahead. Yeah, if we could work on that one real quick. Forgive me interrupting. Um, so you can see a microcosm of that on your planet now. So if I can, so for the last two thousand years, if I can, if I can keep getting you to record trauma at the end of the road, the goal would be to have a being uh, a preferred constructed uh, type of uh, dark being. So uh, the reason we work underground so aggressively, your militaries, et cetera, myself, 
um, is to stop uh, g- the genetic engineering for uh, for these statements. If I can torture, uh, and trust me, great care is taken in this this these next words. You will feel the truth. Please feel the truth as you wish, and or remove anything you do not feel is correct. But the the bodies here, what I can do is I can scare you over and over again, and the next version of you, I can get even a darker, darker being, and and of course construct it the way I want to to be phys- in physicality, whatever type of physicality I want, uh, athlete or just a, a a drone that sits at a computer. So if I can do that um, collectively. Uh, would be one of the competitions that you're talking about. What if I could do it on a couple planets? And and uh, I would. The only thing I would be careful with some of these passages is the spirit doesn't necessarily record these traumas. Genetics do, and the spirit does is aware, but doesn't. It, it's it's always in perfect peace energy. So that's the only words I would be careful of is the genetics are the opposite. They're great, great historians. Uh, our bodies are very good at recording trauma. And so version after version after version of, of chickens, if I can get a really scared chicken that's really mean and angry is what would be one agenda for your statement. Thank you. Very, very important point. Thank you, Q. The way that they really got away with this, their technique was and still is to electrify the spirit with such high voltage that it completely obliterates the awareness of what it is. The identity, the not that it has identity, but the knowingness of what it is, who it is, when it was created. And also to then add mind control that places information that is incorrect into that being. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Um, and you're seeing fractals of that now. You can see you can see your energy weapons that are here. You're seeing a taste of it already. Um, what I would prefer, I, I agree with all those words. What I prefer would be uh, when you shock uh, spirit in in physicality. So if I can trap it, shock it. Uh, there's many different technologies. Uh, to remove the percentage of light that it is aware of. So it's a percentage game would be what I would hang my hat on. Thank you. Well, she did say, and I'd love for you to comment on this specifically, there were 3,000 beings from the domain that came here on a mission, um, had a base in the Himalayas, I believe it was 8,000 years ago, around there. And the empire found them and destroyed them and electrocuted them basically and erased their memories and put them in bodies down here. And they had absolutely, most of them, no memory whatsoever of who, who they are. So when the domain came to interact with them, they had no clue. So they were beings, of course, that had a lot of light, but they still were able to be manipulated even this woman who did the interpretation, she was one of those beings and she had no idea until the very end. Yep. And then you go to work at uh, the Ford dealership and you get a 401k. 
That's correct. Thank you. Okay. So if this is helpful for anyone, uh, Errol said that 208,000 BCE is when the old empire dark forces established themselves in the Ursa major constellation through nuclear weapons. And they brought in, you know, they destroyed a lot of life forms. So this is where immigration began. They started to bring in all these immigrants from another galaxy that existed for, and that existed for 10,000 years. So the, the immigrants they brought in created a, a colonization that was around for 10,000 years. And then the domain, I guess they were dark horses as well, it sounds like. And the domain came in and took care of that. Would you like to comment? Yes, and so that's uh, why you can see some of the misdirection with uh, the name, the Galactic Federation, and so forth. There's there's many councils that have the desire to clean things up, um, and some of these folks are really really good at protecting their domain, if you will. And yes, you're you're absolutely correct. Uh, for I would favor. I would. I argued with somebody in Michigan about this one day. Uh, they know who they are. Um, that it's really started about five, five ascension cycles. So the overlap would be the fourth. So eight thousand. I'm comfortable with eight thousand having the biggest role in in this this uh, context. But really, that the 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 ascension cycle right before it is where things started slipping quite a bit. Hope that helps. Very helpful. Thank you. Also, just to mention. We are source, and when we feel like we are advancing through planes and trains and ships and engines and cell phones and stuff, what Errol is saying, that's all old empire to keep us focused on something material so we forget or don't remember our power as a spirit. Yep. Uh, Do some push-ups, look in the mirror. Uh, look at the news, et cetera, et cetera, is uh, vast control systems here uh, regarding assumed technology. Um, The suppression of technology is not necessarily the trick. To get you excited about another piece of technology is the trick. Uh, You'll go, as I stated at the beginning of the show, um, as long as I can come up with another toy for them to play with, they won't remember what and where they are. Exactly. That's why you see people walking on the streets, comp- walking right into traffic because they're watching their phone. So the next topic covered was Atlantis and the Maria, which according to Errol, was founded by remnants of the artificial intelligence Star Wars drama culture who fled from the old empire because they didn't want to be involved with those politics or they escaped for religious prosecution. And they established Atlantis and Lemuria. And apparently, there's many stories here, the old empire found them and destroyed them and in that destruction uh, submerged those two continents and which 
caused a covering of the sun from the debris, which caused the 40 days and 40 nights of rain, which I'd like to speak to with you. But please, anything you can say about that? Yes, that is uh, all accurate. Uh, it is um, it is a tough subject for a lot of us when we start talking about uh, both continents. And obviously, you can see the remnants of it as you started with Hawaii today. Uh, it was a very large uh, body of, of geography, a very, very, very peaceful, very, very sovereign for a very long time. Um, uh, I always favored the, the Lemurian landmass, and that's why I still to this day uh, will favor the Pacific Ocean. And um, when we start feeling this information, knowing full well we, we participate in those time. Uh, and we start looking at some of the artifacts uh, underwater. Uh, they don't want you to see what's underwater because you're, you're, you will see vast, vast structures of that civilization you're talking about. And yes, uh, we got too strong. You can actually compare it to the takeover of the Native Americans of, of North America. Um, that culture was starting to come back from South America to the top of Canada. We were re, uh, reliving that story again. And so that is a microcosm of what you just explained in, in, in the universe is we don't want, we don't want spirit boy to get too spiritual, uh, live one with his planet and his environment and each generation getting stronger and stronger in its sp- spiritual awareness. Does that help a little bit? Very helpful as always. Thank you. Also, Errol said that Australia was the, and the oceans to the north were the center of Lemuria. And that the main culture there were the Chinese. Yes, so I agree with all of that, and you still see remnants of it. And, of course, uh, to this day... um, you can still see pyramids. You can still see many structures. Uh, you can see the remnants of the great, great trees that were here, humongous trees that to you look like a huge mountain, all petrified now. Um, it's an endless story. Uh, uh, when you go to that land, you can just feel it's home. Uh, it's why it's so coveted. That's why there's no people there. Somebody wanted it for themselves. And they wanted to genetically engineer those people into, let's say, being good gnomes. And uh, that, that is what you're seeing is a very, very prominent landmass with no people on it. And somebody, somebody wanted to control the population there and the type of uh, mammals that would live there. And now the, you're witnessing the results of that. Thank you. So this might be a good time, if it feels resonant with you, to go over who Thoth, Anu, Enlil, Inki, Lilith, that group, who are they really? We're really going to make some friends today, aren't we? Really good friends. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry, everybody, but... um... Uh, it's not good news, is it, Asha? Nope. If we're talking about the old empire, <laughs> who founded? 
it's it's tough uh, because there's so many quality people in our our what we're calling our research communities um, being duped. And I the only one I found that's got it somewhat close is probably West Penrose. Uh, but the story is so much vaster, obviously, than just our geography, our planet, our systems. It's these these folks are master manipulators. Period. Uh, not only of of cultures, but of genetics, and just for the purpose you've laid out today. As long as I can get you reacting to something else and not being proactive with your spirit is exclusively their agenda. And they have a bone to pick with the light, a very big bone to pick, because uh, they view all creativity as all creativity and or genetic manipulation and steering uh, societies. And they don't see it any other way, and they're not budging anytime soon, as far as I, I would say. Thank you. So but we might we might add as well. What if you lived in the universe and you never died? That's that's exactly what you're capable of. You can live in one body and never die. And these folks have mastered it. And guess what? You get to do now. You get to go raise hell in the universe if you'd like. And they do. Yes, and it's not it's not exclusive to to living forever, if you will, but they can regenerate and regenerate and regenerate. That is the technology of the universe while having a vast amount of consciousness in them. And they feel that's all there is. Uh, they don't necessarily see the value of of the incredible, incredible uh performance the light can enjoy, which is everything. They enjoy control. And so uh, that is that is the short version, but uh, that's what you're seeing play out on Earth now. Thank you. Now, there's a lot of misinformation about, let's say, if they have some sort of title. So a lot of people call them the Anunnaki, but that is not actually correct, is it? If you know the name, you don't know the name is your model. If you have a book, you don't have the book. Thank you. So that's very, very important moving forward because what they are very good at is taking something of the light that represents the light and represents helping every spirit in creation, and they will take on that name. So Anunnaki was, according to Errol, the rescue team from the domain that came here looking for the lost group that were assassinated by the old empire. That is exactly correct. And that is why the only question that made sense to Zora when he asked me why I came here as a gray being is to prove what is going on and what the master genetic manipulators are doing to vast populations. Remember, Zora is six-dimensional and can go even higher if he chooses. This is no idiot. This is no fantasy. This is no cartoon. Zora has one question 
if he could talk to source. And he said, why did you come in as, as a gray alien? I go, because it's a rescue mission. This is truly, truly, truly a rescue mission. This, it could be called the emergency God casting system. We're really not kidding here, folks. We're really here to explain that your consciousness, your light is in you. And the more you work with it, the more we get it. I hope that helps. That helps so much. Every time you say it, it helps more. So thank you. Before we move on from that, the 40 days and 40 nights of rain, there is some confusion around Noah because Noah apparently was part of that group connected to Thoth. Would you like to comment on that? It's 100% correct. And might as well throw the Ten Commandments in there too. Correct. Which brings us to Egypt and Akhenaten and Moses. So Egypt, it's even inscribed that Egypt was constructed by Thoth and the Thoth group. Would you like to comment on that? 100% correct. Wherever you see gold, you're going to see these folks. Okay. So the whole purpose the main purpose of places like Egypt were to create an illusion that kept spirits from the truth of who they were because they had been electroshocked and they had amnesia and then they were mind controlled. So anything that would remind them of just spirit, the truth and the power of who they really were could wake them up because they know how powerful we are. So they created an arrow called it mass meaning and mystery and the pyramids all around the world and on mars do a really really good job at keeping spirits from knowing their spirits so she says there is no mass or meaning to a spirit we are all it is we are of course there's we can create mass but we can also uncreate it it's it's not what's real what's real is the creator and the mystery of Egypt with all the creatures, half human, half man, and all the different inscriptions and all the different tombs. Apparently, originally, that was to create mystery with part truth and part lie to confuse us. So we're constantly on this mission to find the mystery, to be the one who knows, and it's just to keep us in our head and to keep us running around in circles. Would you like to comment? Right. So it doesn't really matter. The civilization um, in that context is the great game here. Let's, let's, let's just give them another belief system. Belief in this, believe in that. Uh, the power that we have, if you believe there's a pyramid over there, there will be. That's how powerful we are. So if we do it collectively, you got a lot of horsepower. I believe I need to get that next text message, the iPhone 11, uh, get an airplane, uh, get, get a Porsche, et cetera, et cetera, is the same game as Egypt was. And by the way, let's have a, a means of exchange system, a debt slavery system, a Babylonian system, et cetera, et cetera, as long as there's uh, numerology and or 
false value systems, everything's going fine. Perfect, perfect. So one thing that they really infused into this reality was mathematics and, of course, geometry and, of course, words, symbols, metaphors. And please forgive me, everyone, but the whole flower of life is on every single temple all over the world. It must mean that that's the symbol. That is Thoth's. It's the symbol of our imprisonment. I guess you could say. And it was meant to make us believe that it's an expansiveness. So I apologize if I've offended anybody. Um, this is all part of what's coming out right now. And I'd love for you to share more on that. Yeah. So a uh, flower of life. Let's see. Maybe I should get some uh, conscious conferences going too, by the way, and get everyone to believe in the flower of life symbols. There's many symbols like this. Um, that individual's favorite trick is to mark the backs of his creation with birth marks. And, uh, so people that have, uh, certain birth marks on them, usually the back of a back of the vessel, back of your neck, uh, that is, uh, someone doing some finger painting to prove, uh, their creation. Hope that helps. Very, very helpful. It's interesting that some of the main people that are teaching geometry um, use Thoth as their mentor. And, of course, the more they say, draw it, focus on it, look at it, become it, the more you're in, ingrained in that. Yes, it's, yes, and again, we're going to make a lot of friends here today um, because praying outside of yourself is the goal there. So uh, geometry is probably the only true uh, math because it doesn't have numerology. So we would hijack that if we wanted to control the expansiveness of uh, symbols. Symbols are your only true language in the universe, uh, the patterning of your Merkaba as an example. The sacred geometry is black magic. And I'm sorry to inform you that if you uh, are controlling, uh, you're so powerful if you're controlling the scale of anything. Uh, that's why I'm very concerned about uh, the horoscope club and, and praying to all these uh, different, uh, what is assumed to be celestial uh, models is, is an example of controlling um, the deception and scale of your universe because your universe is endless. Does that make sense? Excellent explanation. And we'll take it a little further with some of these sacred geometry. Of course, there's a lot of truth in there. There's a lot of really exciting things that our spirit gets excited about because there's a resonance to geometrical forms. But what a lot of these groups That's do right. is they will say, here's your makaba, use this mind meditation to make it work. And that's where you start to rip apart your makaba. That's correct. So um, the, ge the geometry is absolutely the sacred part through the heart. Uh, the teachings 
from what I've seen so far of sacred geometry through the mind is exactly the black magic. So you're, you've stated it perfectly that our creative force, ge- geometric patterns do not have limitations because there's no way to measure. That's what I'm doing my best. So yes, sacred geometry is real from the heart. And that's our exact perfect example of how our harmonics and our light work. It, it forms into a shape now, doesn't it? Excellent. It It is. It simply is. And when we believe we can improve on it with our mind and commands um, in meditation through the mind, then we're going to do a lot of damage. Yeah, so we can control our universe through our minds. Absolutely. That's the trick. And if we were to describe the waking up process, I believe that's what I know (laughs) that you're doing today is if we would do our self-realization work, we would quit using the mind now, wouldn't we? Of course. Of course. And the mind is handy to become aware of things, but always to feel truth through the heart. Yeah, so uh, with great joy, I, I love uh, giving you the, the trick. I'm, I get real popular when I say this na- these next few words with the bad guys. The, the comedy is they know, they know we're here. They know we're, we're, we're getting there. They know I'm here. They definitely know I'm here. And here's what they don't want you to know. You're thinking backwards. When you use your heart to observe the knowledge you have from source and then translate it through the mind is what they don't want you to know. Now, that statement will bring me weeks and weeks of attention. And I've tested it and tested it. They know that if you figure that out, the game is up. You're thinking backwards. Use your heart. And that is inspiration. I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face. Your knowledge from source, from God, whatever word you like, from the light, is in your heart right now. And all you have to do is translate it into an experience and expression of your authentic self. Extremely important information. Thank you. Let's give them an well, let's see if we can find an example. I have someone who just called in. Would you like to say hello? Is it the mermaid? Hi. Hi. I'm, how are you? Good. How are you? Hello, everybody. Hi, Kuster. Um, yeah, so I know I was just listening in. I was just going to ask what happened um, in the 60s. It was like we were on the cusp of waking up there. There was so much awareness and consciousness the music, for one, tells you everything, the art, everything that was happening, um, the love movement. I'm sure they didn't have it all right, but they're sure more ahead than what we are today. Like we look around and it looks like it's just we're just all a bunch of clones at this stage, not to be negative. But what happened there? Can you tell us what happened in the 60s? Why did we not succeed? I would agree with most of that. That was that was a very big turning point. Um, 
primarily because of the volume and waves, we might call them volunteers, that came in here to stimulate um, that very movement, that time in, in life. The, 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 the beauty of, of music, uh, as you've heard me bludgeon so many songs on the radio, um, the beauty of it is those harmonics. Um, well, they stimulate the spirit and or uh, the spirit gets stimulated to go around any hindrances and or gets jump started, so to speak. And music brings collection together. You get organized. Uh, you're all listening to the same song, the same creative force, same creative uh, uh, frequency. That stimulates a very large body of, of, of spirit and physicality. And comp- what complemented that time is that you had real, real receiver transmitters uh, from crystals and or authentic frequency. So your stereos today, uh, one, of the, one of the tools against us would be listening to music on iPhones now. Uh, that is a great way to destroy harmonics and the frequency band of the true, uh, true uh, frequency we would observe through spirit. And so my suggestion for everybody is to hang on to your old stereos and your old speakers and your old records, as you can imagine. Uh, so when you uh, see, when you have the observation of being able to play with time and are making timelines, you can now um, construct timelines to combat that. So why don't we start, why don't we start the Vietnam War? Why don't we go and give, give everybody a brand new Corvette? Let's, let's keep stimulating um, the story about the moon. Let's have some space race topics. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, I'll, I'll remind everybody, uh, if, if everything was healed on the moon, you wouldn't have a moon. You're, the moon is not helping your planet. Uh, so we'll, we'll stay there. That would be the short version. But essentially, there was great, great misdirection because we were advancing so fast. Does that help a little bit? Okay, so they just cracked down on us even more because we had our light being sister singing, <laughs> belting out songs like The Great Gig in the Sky, waking up <laughs> millions of people. They had to kibosh it all. <laughs> right. The one you would probably appreciate now will be um, your great jubilee. Um, you'll have a choice now to believe in another monetary system, another uh, how about we do some energy weapon distribution around the planet? Let's make a couple tornadoes, by the way. Uh, all of your, your massive hurricanes are all constructed. Um, so I find it funny that one's called Hillary. Love that one. Not very unique, though. Uh, let's say uh, the uh, COVID, of course, is one of those. As long as I can keep you dancing, you won't. You won't stay in tune with your light. This has been the short version. Go ahead, Asha. Forgive, uh, forgive me for being so outspoken. The more you speak, the better. And you too, Mermaid. Thank you for everything you're contributing. The 60s were exactly as you said. I really feel the same as you do. And one thing I noticed about the 60s, well, first of all, the good part is we had JFK and RFK in there really leading the way. And... We also had Osho doing a massive amount of work. So there's a lot of light just in the public. But when they saw that happening, 
one of the main things they introduced was psychology and LSD. And they really got the flower power people behind that, which of course ripped apart their light body and caused a lot of entity possession, a lot of problems. So it's so easy to harm a biological body with things like that. And uh, it doesn't really take much. Yeah, the very, very, uh, very obvious now that we're so supple, we absorb so much. The the great uh, cocaine and crack story is exactly that way too. So in the eighties, it's sexy to 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 do the cocaine and and heroin is right in there too. And it, it's sad because poppies have such a positive opportunity to be in our in our in our world too. And of course, as long as I can keep you high on something outside of yourself was uh, a very strong agenda, as you can tell. Yes. Thank you for both of you for sharing all of that. Did you have more questions, Mermaid? Oh, not just yet. I'll, I'll let you guys carry on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for popping in. It's always so wonderful when you call in. So just to clear more on Egypt, because it's such an important part of the establishment of getting us away from who we really are. Uh, Egypt actually means het ka pata. And pata was the father of Thoth. So Egypt, the, the name itself is the father of the darkness of because Thoth was one of the main leaders of the old empire and the old empire was all about power and control and manipulation that the whole agenda of the old empire was to take spirits and imprison them for eternity in amnesia to use them so that's the thought process behind that group. That is correct. And you're seeing the remnants of it now. We were, of course, speaking about the last night and how the Ark of the Covenant worked and so forth. Um, there was uh, Jane and Billy of Hollerith. Uh, Jane's the only one that nailed me and knew who I was back then. Um, She's she's savvier than you might might expect. Um, so I did participate in those times, and what they were doing was basically, as as you can see, they could uh, bombify, uh, preserve you, and take the spirit and do whatever they wanted. It puts you in all sorts of different beings, animals. Um, they could manipulate the bodies in many different ways. Um, Atlantis was one of those end stories too. Yet, um, you didn't want to lose the spirit. So they were very careful. They could also transport the spirit and they could send it to another region within your universe um, and then get you to believe in that universe and get you to believe in that universe and get you to believe in that universe. So as long as I can keep you, again, dancing in a universe that these folks prefer uh, is what uh, 
primarily that civilization was about. And and by the way, let's do some uh, let's do some hyperspace jumping if we can too. Hope that helps. Excellent. And interestingly, Ptah, Thoth's apparent father, created the ceremony, the mouth ceremony, which was to release the spirit from the corpse to capture it and to give it amnesia and stuff it into a bunch of different prison bodies. So that was his creation, let's say. Am I just getting lucky? Did I just get lucky on that one? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm not kidding, folks. I, this is all, I, I, we did not talk about this topic. This is how it works when you start using your heart. Is you, you'll remember all this, this information very easily. Uh, that is 100% accurate. Thank you. Now, the beings that established Egypt called themselves gods, and they had a society called the symbol. Well, the symbol was a serpent or a dragon, and it was the secret priesthood of the old empire, uh, the brothers of the serpent. And they wanted to have serpents as images and symbols used to represent gods so that humans would start to worship reptilians as gods would you like to speak on that yes and there was there was other beings but they did like that one uh for several reasons um uh they got a lot of mileage out of the, out of that um remember this if you remember anything from today's call if you know the name you don't know the name. So they're always putting, they're always propping another false idol in front of you. Pray to something is the goal. Exactly. They've, they've changed the names, just like we get the elites. They change their name and become someone else so that no one knows what they've done before and they just continue on. Yes, and that's why identity is so important. Um, stripping your identity is, is incredibly important because you are everything you're and you're experiencing something now and as long as you believe that um you're short tall this thing and you need to go to work etc etc everything's going fine for these folks exactly so there came a point when apparently and this is just information, it's not from Errol, but it sort of fits in with what she's saying because she talks a lot about the asteroid belt. And was the asteroid belt the old planet Maldek? There's more than one asteroid belt, but go ahead, give me a title, I'll help you with that. Okay, so um, there was a gentleman named Wynne Keach and around 2013 between 2015, he spoke about doing a suicide mission. He was apparently on a Pleiadian colony, and there was a planet, He, I believe he said it was Maldek, that was overrun by draconians that were trying to take over the entire solar system. And so the Pleiadian group decided that they would do a suicide mission and take out Maldek. And when Maldek exploded... It was too big of a force. This is what he was saying, if I recall correctly. So if it's incorrect, I apologize to Winkeach. Um, those beings, 
and this this is from Errol, those beings were given permission by the Galactic Federation to come to Earth. Now, another secret soldier mentioned that she was in touch with those beings and most of them came into royalty. They took positions of royalty on this planet to rule this planet. So would you like to comment on any of that? Um, I'm, I'm in full agreement of all of the events you listed and the individual. Um, I'm not going to endorse that civilization uh, over any others, though. Uh, be very careful that it's not, it's not a preferred topic for me to look at one species as um, more proactive or progressive and or their actions being positive or negative. So I won't, in, I won't necessarily uh, express that that was a good move or a bad move. But the story is uh, fairly accurate. Um, yet the politics that come with that are very, very vast, very, very vast. Um, endless story when you start looking at the councils and or the federation, if you like. It's, it's a very, very vast subject. And uh, this, is, this is just one planet. Remember that. One planet and one civilization that this is occurring. So when you get in here, it's a little trickier than, uh, than it looks from the outside. And so to get, uh, and I'm, I'm classically uh, living that as well, is to be in this reality, you have to actually be in this reality. You, you have to be the being that is being consumed, so to speak. Uh, you have to be in this civilization to be in this civilization, and it's easy to get uh, persuaded, maybe, in what you're calling royalty and or the systems that are already created here. So the participating in the systems is part of the disease and part of the solution because you have to be in the system to understand it, participate and help it. Yet the more you keep participating with it, the more it exists. Does that make sense? Yes, well said. Also, Errol said that when she was in the body that was captured in Area 51, they actually electrocuted that body. And before they did that, she left the body. And she said to the interpreter, only the very, very, very most brave and courageous spirits would ever incarnate down here. And that a lot of the domain know very well to not get caught down here because you become a prisoner of the planet until you find a way to move beyond the amnesia. It is, uh, it is the greatest, greatest trap that's ever been laid. It is the greatest trick. It is the master's most incredible manipulation you will ever, ever experience. Yet it always has a way. We always have a way to recover. No one is going to come here unless they are truly here for a very, very big reason. The biggest reason in the universe, and that is God, source. No one, no one with any, any awareness would ever dream of being in this version of a human 
if they knew what they would be like when they got here. I guarantee you that. Thank you, Q, and thank you for being here. It's made all the difference, as you know. What I'm doing myself, what I'm doing my best to be myself is to prove and or walk the talk. The only way you can get out of this trap is actually get in it. You have to, it's a puzzle. Um, with great care, I say these things. The, this, this opportunity here is, is very, very bodacious. We have a great opportunity now. And I, I do not want this to be uh, a negative story, but it's quite, quite easy to get distracted here. And it's my great encouragement for all. I will be the eternal optimist. And my great encouragement is for you to use your heart each and every day in all your formal decision-making process. Only live your excitement is the, is the trick. That is the trick. Excellent. Always the best reminder. Thank you. What Errol really, really focused on the most was all the different established religions, where they came from, and what they did to humanity, because they were mostly all gods outside of the self that people had to pray to or worship or give their first child to or whatever they were told to do, because they were meant to believe that they were nothing and that all that they had to live for was this being outside of them, which was all the old empire, which was just there to consume them. So what Errol spoke about, which was really beautiful, was around 630 BCE, we had a string of beautiful beings that came here and sort of broke through that with truth. So we had Lao Tzu and Zoroaster and Buddha, which I imagine you were probably in all of those. Uh, would you like to share anything about that? <laughs> I just laughed. I haven't heard the, um, Bill, Billy's the only one that nailed Zora and Billy nailed me on that one. Yep. That's, that's a true story. And, uh, uh again, it, 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 your timeline marries uh, real well with what I, we started with today. So that is all true for me. Well, thank you for being here with that. And interestingly, Osho spoke mostly about those three and represented those ideas to free humanity and to break the amnesia. And what Errol says is that the book, The Way, that Lao Tzu wrote, which Osho spoke about a lot, and also, just so people know, that book, you can still get it, and also Vigyan Bhairav Tantra is Osho's big book of all the ways that you could use if you wanted to, to work through the amnesia and remember who you are. But of course, Q's commands, creation lightship, there's so many ways. And that's the most important thing is remember who you are. Remember your source. That is what the old empire doesn't want you to know. So go ahead. Yeah, that's uh, fabulous. And so you can actually see that we, the reason those, were, uh, those times are so fun for me is we got a lot of mileage, as you can tell. Even to this day, there's fairly good fragments of what is called Buddhism. Uh, it only had one page, though, folks, and it only had one line in it, and that was go within. 
So uh, unfortunately, now it's 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 almost an, a, a cult at the college level. Yet look at how look how uh, positive uh, many cultures have adopted Buddhism as an example. So we got a lot of mileage because it still has it still has remnants here now, doesn't it? And your birds sang oh, right when you were saying that. Yes, I um, I do my best to do these shows outside, and they never disappoint, do they? <laughs> They're so beautiful. And to add to what you've said, Errol actually took some lines from the way from Latsi. Some people say Latsu, and which are so beautiful, which emulate what you just said. And some of those lines are. Spirit is self. Infinite essence of spirit is source of life. Space between matter is life, not the matter. Action is caused by the force of something on nothing. And that's all there is. The last thing she said about Lutzi is the delusion of man is that reality is not an illusion. It is our, it is proof how powerful we are at creating, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes, very, very much so. Yes, this uh, opportunity for us, just one, one step, one thing we could do each and every day that changes the game forever. Each and every day, if you just share, 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 share your love for one another, share your assets, share your food, share your water. The more you share, the more you distribute light and or all of our energetics are shared with our great, great excitement and or ability. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think, I think, I think that's enough out of me, huh? That was the loudest she's ever sang. There's about 30 of them that come flying by all the time when these shows go on. And uh, of course, that's how it works is they feel, they see, um, uh, appear a friend, believe it or not. Those birds have just as much light in them as anybody else, I assure you. And they are simply forms that were created that have a spirit in them. It's their, you know, and yet they're in a form that doesn't have as much brainwashing. I had a question. If every being on here, on this planet, has been electrocuted and has amnesia. Why do the whales and dolphins still remember who they are? Uh, great question. Um, first of all, the vastness of those creatures, the, the, there is so many of them, first of all. And... Um, if I was to simplify the the soul trappings here, um, they're very so when you go through the, the the spirit recycling wheel here, we'll call it, 
and or the shocking, as you're calling it, uh, and you come into physicality, those type of genetics are very good, very good at releasing uh, the, the postpartum, so to speak. And the reason that is is because they live in water, and the water has not been electrocuted. And so that's why everyone wants to go to the water, wants to be near the water, look at all your populations. The water is not has a re, recycling, a natural recycling process of spirit. So in order to have water, it has to have spirit. So so even though I sh- can contaminate water, I can shock it, I can I can uh, pollute it. It will eventually realign and reorganize. In most cases, it will realign if given enough time. It'll reorganize and it'll be water again. And so that's their big Achilles heel is water on a water planet. And that's exactly what I was hoping you would start to talk about. Excellent. Thank you very much. Now, there were just a few more things that Errol said that I found really interesting. Did you want to follow with that or or is there something you wanted to talk about before the show is over? No, I can't wait to hear the next question. Please go ahead. So Errol spoke about a rescue team that the domain created, and they they had units in the air, which she called Uhura Mazda. You can probably correct me on that. They had an aquatic unit, the Oans, and the land unit, the Anunnaki. And they had a tool which was called the Tree of Life. And it was a pine cone. And they would go searching for beings of light to find them for the rescue mission. Would you like to speak on that? Yes, that is true. So uh, you can see a microcosm of it. Today, if you do pick up, maybe you're in a forest with fir trees, cedar trees. Uh, fir trees probably, uh, pines are good. When you find a pine cone that's um, uh, com- completely closed and you put it in a glass of water, it will open up and you'll start growing a tree. That's exactly what you can do with all life. If I can bring a pine cone here, uh, we'll call it we'll call it a spirit pine cone today. Um, it will stimulate life uh, depending on its environment, and that's exactly what you just explained. Thank you. Thank you. It reminds me when I was a little child, uh, I lived out in the woods, and to find water, we would take a willow branch and just let it pull us. It would just pull us right to a spring if we wanted to have some water because it, it was, of course, connected. It was going towards what it yearned for and it would pull us along with it. Yes, it's an outstanding way to start your garden. Um, yeah, that's that's how the Native Americans did it too and many other cultures. Uh, it, it, is, it is our true, true power here is, is water. It is, uh, never fails. Never, ever fails. Thank you for that. So some other points of interest, uh, the Oracle of, at Delphi was part of the old empire, which of course, why that was snakes and pythos and Pythagoras was of course the God of numbers, which was part of the old empire, which again, you know, numbers, can be helpful, but we we must always 
be aware of where these things came for. Now, what I found really interesting is Errol spoke about the Knights Templar, which was, she talked about it in 1119 AD, which is an interesting year. <laughs> and the Knights Templar, this when they dismantled because the domain went after them because they were ha- wreaking havoc. Apparently the old empire, their main thing that they would not tolerate was when people would not pay their taxes. This is in the old empire, which was around um, the Big Dipper, where they established their first empire. And anyone who would not pay taxes were brutally, of course, whatever. She said that their brutality was far, far, far worse than what happened in Germany. So we can't even imagine. But those groups, the Knights Templar, which, as it says, were the original bankers, when the domain came and infiltrated, they went to Switzerland, <laughs> which isn't that where the World Economic Forum is now? Yeah, so all of that is true. As I've said, it, all, all uh, metrics uh, around means of chain is all uh, off-planet off design and are. Uh, I like to take pot shots. The aliens created the metrics of, va- of value systems. Um, and uh, living proof, look at the contracts they, they use when you buy a, a home. Title, title, title. Identity, identity, identity. So money and identity are the tools to control society. That's how they do it. Thank you. She does mention that there was money throughout you know, for trillions of years, and this is the, you know, governments would buy with money, these bodies. Yes. So um, money in the universe is usually uh, based on genetics. So, so you see a means of exchange today to buy some, they see it the other way around. The genetics create the means of exchange. So if I can get a, if I can get a society controlled with money, I can get them to use money. So the genetics are always going to be the money to get you to use money. Does that make sense? It's so very unfortunate. But yes, unfortunately, it makes sense. Now, Errol, make, go it ahead. Makes a more sense. Yeah, it makes, it makes a little more sense when you want to go control an entire planet. You just need to get your your beings to believe in 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 something in between uh, val- your value system. Sorry to out over override you. Oh, excuse me, uh, cut you off. No, you didn't. You never do. That was very very helpful. Thank you. And it also explains perhaps why so many beings are abducted and sold in the Galactic Trade Center for their DNA. Yes, and that's why it's it's a little concerning when we start talking about us, the secret space program, and and uh, things of that nature. It's not that they don't exist. It's for me most of the trade routes uh, that I participated in and observed were all uh, tra- trading genetics, and uh, they wanted to use us for ambassadors. And there was attempts to clean things up, and they did use. Uh, uh, as an example, the mermaid is one of the greatest ambassadors I've ever seen in negotiations. That's why she's taken very interesting positions in genetics here. Uh, Asha, as, as well, I call uh, you the great seer of truth. Um, these are all 
uh, great, great opportunities for us to be uh, the solution in participation. But yeah, for the most part, all of the uh, the, the bulk of the, the vessels coming and going in your supposed s- secret space program, uh, for the most part, not exclusively, are trading genetics. Now, when Ron Amatron was here in 2018, one of the last things he did, as you probably know, was he shut down the Galactic Trade Center. It was trading humans all over the galaxy. And uh, what happened there? Yeah, so that's, that is extremely, extremely important information for everybody. So the space shuttle program, you saw the residential one, the, the sexy one. All the space shuttles uh, were, were, were fighting machines, and there was a lot of them. And that's exactly why they were fighting. And, and so now we're in a protective mode. You could say uh, the engineers uh, protecting us is, is quite vast. And so we're in a lull, we might say, maybe a logjam for this story. Thank you. Is it possible that our new Space Force carried over from JFK and now with with President Trump and some of what Musk is doing is helping in that way? We are, uh, we are, we, you are seeing, you are seeing and you are seeing um, the, the, the story play out as we've discussed today. And the, the, the difference this time is a lot of other people in the universe are helping you now. Uh, they're tuckered out with this game. And we found the bad guys, and uh, we, got them, we got them in the corner now. How about that? That is very good news, and I know you have a lot to do with that. I applaud you. Thank you so very much. Thank you. This is this is what it's all about now. Um, all the all the mythical stories are coming out right now. It's brilliant, Asha. Uh, I commend you for for your service, and it's incredible how far we've come in such a short amount of time. Wouldn't you say? If you want to call it a short amount of time, <laughs> to us, yes, yes. <laughs> I tricked you, didn't I? Yeah. It has been quite a story when you look at the eons of this of this story. Who is going to play God? Who is going to play God? Now we must play our own God. And that's a fact. That's what we're doing. I love it. And the true source get- only wants to create and love and be at peace. That's right. Um, this is all us, everyone. This is we get everything now, and all we have to do is actually do it. We get everything. Just share. Just start sharing, and and slow things down is are real simple, real simple solutions. And so, I I just encourage everybody to just really take great care in your next choice. Why do you Why do you make that next choice? Why do you? Is is some some easy things you can do each and every day. I hope that helps. Always epically helpful. So wise. You're so gracious. Very, very grateful. Would you like to share anything before we move into the next show? 
you did a great job today. I should I should have probably should have probably got better prepared. Uh, <laughs> I I love how how hard you're digging in here. Um, I I just can't thank you enough. It's 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 time we write our own story now, um, and 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 we will. Um, we will make sure of it. And uh, my great love to everyone as we take a break and move into Project with Youth Q. And I thank you so much for your participation and look forward to me getting closer and closer to you all the time as we reorganize and reconfigure our hearts to one another. And that's all I have for you today until the next hour. My great love to you, Asha. Thank you, Q. Thank you so much to you. And thank you to all our beautiful, wonderful listeners. We appreciate you so much. And we'll see you in the next hour. Bye-bye. 